0: What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're about to break down UFC Fight Night: Song versus Gutierrez. And as always, before we jump into it, like and subscribe. Comment what you thought on the card, any bets you cashed or any part you lost. We want to hear them. I'm Paul, pick and win them. And I'm joined with.
1: Yeah, you already know it's your boy Cap Waterboy, support, aka the Don People, like, aka the Realist on your screen. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm over here trying to watch this. Um, this um, finish from Steve Garcia in this fucking, from this card, and this shit is crazy. Oh, Ricardo? they say he gave, like, yeah, they say he gave him hellbows. He literally but, tried to lock in they naked choke and then said, that's not working. So that's Garcia was a
0: pretty big underdog, too, on the money line. Really? Yeah, it, caught, it wasn't nothing too crazy, but it was like a two to one underdog.
1: Yeah, and that fucking leg counter that nigga got early in the fucking, Second round was pretty fucking nice. Yeah, he did a fuck. He did his thing.
0: Yeah, the the hellbows is how he got the finish. Nah, that
1: shit's fire. But this card, this card as a whole was pretty fucking good. I'm not gonna lie to you. I enjoyed it.
0: No, no, it's saw another like the finite card, but right? they're in the apex smaller ring. Tend to get a lot more finishes. Nothing like, you can't really not like
1: that. Hey, did you hear in the main event when um uh, I guess somebody was coming at um Gutierrez and then Gutierrez was like, you won't never come in here or some shit like that. And I was like, oh, that's how I know y'all in the Apex. And I like, you can't hear you no. Know, he responded. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of crazy. And uh, that shit was funny. But it was a fun card. I enjoyed the fuck out of it. I think my favorite... um. My favorite fight would probably been Damn. The co main with Khalil Roundtree was pretty cool because I felt like Anthony Smith could have still won that fight at points of times. But I really like my dog Tassiro Tayar.
0: Yeah, I was gonna bring up him too, but like uh flyway they got they they got a lot of young talent, but him coming out of Japan, he's been pro since like sixteen years old. This kind of he's on a mission. He's still so young. I feel like a lot of the flying fly lates are coming up, like Muhammad, Muhammad Makaya, who he called out in the post-fight interview, he's only, like, 25 years old. was only, like, 22 years old. Like, we you got young killers on the rise.
1: No, nah, and by I'm learning more and more, I just like that whole division. I like everybody in that division. Alexander like Pintoza, Brandon Moreno, Davidson Figueroa, Kakao Franz, like, Every Mikaev, Every time I learn about a new flyweight, I'm loving Manel Cape Like every time I learn about a new flyweight, I'm just like, oh fuck, these niggas is lit.
0: Yeah, and I mean, Figgy's out of the division now. Technically, you never know. He might, you might make his way, his way back. He,
1: I'm telling you now, he won't do it. You know, coming back, he done. Right, his 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 body would be so mad at him. <laughs>
0: We worked so hard to get out of here.
1: Facts, bro. We was already championed twice. Like, you can't... Fuck this.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, Tyara's my favorite. It might also be a big anime guy here. Kev is, too. And just, like, the... I always talk to the Japan culture and, like, to see, a, like, a Japanese star on the rise. Like, UFC... Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they had a Japanese champion yet. Pride, back in the day, probably had plenty. But I don't think UFC has yet to crown himself a Japanese champion... I mean, John, Song is the Chinese champion, uh, but nope, no Japanese yet. And I think Tari especially the flyweights, because it's rare if you get a big Japanese dude. So, like, flyweights <laughs> could be the division where they could really, like in boxing, they dominate the lower divisions. We, we could see the surgeons here. Hell uh, yeah. And then on from one fight to another, we had the middleweights going at it. Uh, Iron Turtle came in as the favorite, but he ends up losing a split decision to Andre Munoz, which is a fight which I wish I would have bet on because I forgot who Andre Munoz was until the fight started. And I remember that he was the killer until he ran into Brandon Allen and got submitted. But Brandon Allen is probably up working his way into a title shot. He's working hard at it right now. He's he fucking killing people left and right. But before that, he was on, like, a 14-fight win streak. And he was an underdog to the Iron Turtle here. And everyone knows Iron Turtle is not really known for his BJJ. And I was definitely on show for this fight. How did you think for it?
1: Man, the streets love the Iron Turtle. Because I always forget who he is until I see him. I'm like, oh, that's blah, blah, blah. And I go check the Twitter chat. It's insane. Going- insane love for Iron Turtle. I mean... I thought the other dude definitely won. I Same. think um, Iron Turtle he looked good. I think he um, he just put on an entertaining fight. He showed that he deserves like he just showed that he should continue to get fights in the, in uh in the UFC and he'll continue to have a lot of fans and people love him. But yeah, it was a pretty cool fight. I enjoyed it. It was a nice um nice um segue into the main of. It, it was a nice like, starter to get everything cracked for what came after after it in the main card. See, I do wish Criteria for
0: judging was more certain because I thought he won, but I can understand the argument where he didn't do much damage, but it's like he had damn near 10 minutes of control time in a 15-minute fight. Yeah, on defeat, Iron Turtle was doing more damage, but it was like the majority of the fight Iron Turtle was trying to fight his way back to his feet. <laughs> so I can understand where you're like, you didn't do no damage. He wanted to fight. Doing-. I can understand that, but it's also like he also got dominated for 10 minutes of a fight.
1: Nah, uh, dead uh, yeah, does was-
0: And then our next one was the Banner Waiters. Tim Elliott, OG status, getting a nasty arm triangle over a Sumo Dodgery. I mean, Tim Elliott was an underdog. And then come Friday night, he was the favorite. A lot of people were back into old Tim Elliott OG status.
1: But it's so fun, like, because I was watching the fights with my best friend, right? And she doesn't know nothing about MMA. So I'm over here just telling stories about random people so she can kind of get into it a little bit more. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, you see dude over here? Yeah. He, he, he's he he's gone through it. So I'm telling yeah. her the story about Tim Elliott and his, and his wife and all that shit like that. She's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, he's so hurt. I wonder, like, yeah. And I was like, actually... And last time you should have seen what he did. And I'm like, you should have seen what he did to the last dude when it happened. So like when the shit happened, like, so be careful. Like we don't know what's going to go down with this man. Tim Elliott still probably a little hot. And then he comes in and fucking trucks, runs bro over like a truck. Like it's insane. Like the way that he came in and outclassed him and really made this bitch look fucking easy. I was like, oh, Tim Elliott is a problem right now.
0: And it, it was supposed to be, this card was supposed to take place in China, I believe. It was supposed to be like a big Asian card, hence why there's oh. a lot of Asian fighters. But like Tim Elliott, uh, Andre Munoz, even on the prelims, Kevin Jousset beating Song Keenan. Uh, there was a lot of fucking under, there was a lot of non-Asian fighters getting their hand raised at the end of fights.
1: The triad went to let the UFC out alive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Facts. But, yeah, the Tim Elliott, I mean, I'm always a fan since that story. Tragic story. Don't wish that upon anybody. But just know, post that story, bro. Like, you got yourself a a full and You have a whole bunch of the guys that are behind you
1: 100% now. Oh, yeah, 1,000%. Team Tim Elliott over here.
0: Then uh, our next fight on the slate was an absolute ass-whooping. I mean, it should, I should have known it. Uh, Nasrat hocks Hoxprost gets a KO over Jamie Malarkey in the uh, minute 44 of the first round. Knocked him down twice before getting the finish, but oof, he's a problem. And Jamie Malarkey needs to get cut. That, I mean, those are two things I think is certain from this fight. Like, Nasrat is, is cold with it. Jamie Malarkey
1: you, uh, you need to get out of town. Hey man, shout out my dog Nazareth, from Morocco. <laughs> <kind> of hard <laughs> anytime, you, anytime Morocco fighters come on the um, come on, and I always put this hat on. And so far, I've been the good luck for them boys because I be watching Morocco fighters whoop ass. I was sitting there watching this, I was like, "Oh, he's from Morocco, man. He's a fucking killer." I didn't know they were that dangerous for him. So, yeah, he kind of just another – he just plowed straight through Brody. Like, he just showed that, like, yo, I'm nice like that for real and fucked him up.
0: He has a he – a, he's a long fighter in UFC at this point uh, now. I think he's had more than 10 fights in UFC, but he beats a lot of guys. His only losses are to, like, Drew Dover, Bobby Green, Dan Hooker, and just, like – I don't think he's ever going to be fine for a title, but he's definitely going to have that, like, top 15 status and always be in that, that ranking. Because, like, those fights, I feel like he could go back
1: now and right some of the wrongs. Yeah, that'd be fine. But, yeah, he showed me. I I, I was He wasn't on my radar before, but I fuck with Brody now.
0: Another unranked lightweight that's just, like, lightweight is deep. Like, outside of the top 15, there have a lot of guys that like, want to crack into top
1: 15. Blacks and they're willing to fight for it. It's blood. It's a it's a war over there, lightweight.
0: And in the light heavyweight status, Khalil Roundtree makes it five wins in a row with the KO over Anthony Smith, which was a competitive fight up until the knockout. But everyone will remember one of the greatest clips in the UFC right now. Khalil Roundtree knocking it down. First he fought First it was like one of the delayed falls, which is always great for like edits. And the late fall, and then you get Khalil Roundtree, Thor hammer in the sky, looks at the fucking ref like, hey, bro, like, just let me know. And then all of a sudden, fight over, Khalil Roundtree hand gets around. I mean, I don't think his hand ever went down. He probably
1: kept that bitch up until they raised it. But <laughs> right, that shit is still up right now. Like, still up. This man, this man Ron, Khalil Roundtree, literally looked at the ref and said, like, Bill Burke, you want to see a dead body? And... That's he gave him the ultimatum because he definitely he already had bread in the stinky leg. Like right? the power that Killer Roundtree has is insane. Even on the punches that he missed, you look like yo, bro, if that shit lands, I think I think Smith is going immediately to the hospital. Cause and then they kept bringing up that like Anthony Smith is supposed to be in the booth. He's supposed to be in the booth for the United UFC 296 um with the commentaries and shit like that. So. But they don't think he would have made it if he had took some of these hits that missed against Khalil Roundtree, Like, John Anik and Ray Long are making jokes about it. But, like, that shit was real. The power that Khalil Roundtree has is um, otherworldly. I think he um can get his skills a little bit sharper because Anthony Smith is not no slouch, for sure. But um he could get his skills up, like, as an MMA fighter as a whole, for sure. But if he continues to just, that power is there.
0: He reminds me of like the American, the Black American version of Johnny Walker. Yeah, he he's a lot shorter in stature. Like he's like a lot more built, but like the the amount of dynamite he can create with just like the simplest punch. Because the punch that ended Anthony Smith, it didn't. Look, it wasn't an overhand right, right on the jaw that like sends him to oblivion. It was a straight shot that didn't look like it did much. And then you see, Khalil, uh, and then you see him. He's out of there. And, uh, but most, I think, t- most chiseled man in UFC, Khalil Roundry. He is the epitome of like, he looks like someone you don't want to fight.
1: And he's such a nice person. Bro, That's what kills me about MMA fighters. They be looking like scary killers. And then you hear him talking, just like, oh, this guy's nice.
0: Super nice guy. What well, stand up guy?
1: Yeah. They, don't get me wrong. They could probably kill you with their bare hands. But just so, so, so cordial.
0: And in our main event, it was a one sided affair. I thought it would be a finish. It wasn't, though. But Sonya Dong gets the unanimous decision over Chris Gutierrez 50 45, 50 45, 50 44. I don't think you can argue any other way. Sonya won every single round. He's the most explosive striker I think there is at the Bantamweight division. And I would love to see the Corey Sanhagan fight rematch. I would love to see him in there with Marab. I would love to see him in there with Aljo Cheeto. Any of those guys, I need. I need a song versus another top five guy in my life immediately.
1: Yeah, I mean that's where it's looking like at this point because he's just gonna continue to stack wins until he challenges for the championship.
0: And like him versus uh, Sugar Sean. The stand up that they would create, magical. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm looking at. But he does keep on winning because that is a pretty pretty deep division. So, Brad just keeps on winning. You just can't deny it. It's going to get to the point where you just can't deny it. And he's a fan favorite.
0: And he's only 26.
1: Mm, Nice.
0: The Asian Max Holloway right now. Like, he could really come into his own and be like a six year prime.
1: Oh, yeah, and the way he won came in and won this fight like i'm I scored a fifty forty four like he came in and won every round, looked good, phenomenal,
0: yeah, and uh outside of the people I named, I really don't care about another fight, like mm. give me top five or nothing, shit, give me yeah. biggie that'd be kinda of fun, yeah. But anything else you got on these fights, Kev, uh, or any
1: in this fight in particular, or the slate? Nah, I think I figured out my shit. I start. I pulled up to the prelims, or like, I figured out my schedule. I sit down an hour before the card, before the prelims, I get comfortable, get toasted, eat something, take a nap, wake up in the middle of the prelims, Ooh, and now I'm that's over the here trying Yeah, I'm over here trying to get the fuck up, and by the time I get the fuck up, I'm at the last two prelim fights, and then I'm getting now I'm up the fuck up. Got my music playing, the um the vitamins and the herbs and burnt burning during the main card. I think that's what my new finesse is. We'll see how it works.
0: Well, all right, shit. If y'all having trouble yourself, try to try a little play out of Kev's playbook.
1: No, I'm saying I gave that one away for free. I'm charging for the next one.
0: But thank y'all for listening. Go down and like and subscribe. Let us hear what y'all thought of UFC Song versus Gutierrez. It was, a, it was a signing Apex card, to say the least.
1: Vegas 83.
0: Vegas 83. And we still got 296 to wrap up the year. For all y'all MMA fans, stay tuned for that. I'm Paul on win em concha and I'm joined with Kevin Waterboy Savoy. And if y'all didn't know, now y'all you know, motherfuckers.